0: In your walk with Christ, as you've been saved, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you feel like that you let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you in every aspect of your life? Well, last week we started a new mini-series on the Holy Spirit, and we've been talking about the three baptisms, the threefold witness that is required according to God's word, when it comes to dealing with the Holy Spirit in our everyday life. This week, we're going to continue this discussion and finish up part one on our series of the Holy Spirit on connecting the gap right after this. Hey everyone, welcome again to Connecting the Gap. I'm Daniel Moore, your host. Thank you for joining me this week on my podcast. You can go to my website, connectingthegap.net, and you can check out all my podcasts there, my blog that is always published on Friday, and you can also go to my YouTube channel. There's lots of video on there from when I used to video this podcast here recently. We've switched over to audio only, and of course I do a video version of this every week still. There's just no actual video there. But you can check all that stuff out and a lot of older studies as well with a life group that I used to be with uh, over about a year ago. And you can check all that out on my YouTube channel. All those links are on my website at ConnectingTheGap.net. Also, there is a page there for how to get saved. It's just a real brief, quick rundown of if you don't have Christ in your life and you'd like to do so. It just gives you a real brief description of how you can do that and change your life forever. So please check that out. And if you know anybody else that might benefit from that, let them know that as well. So we're going to get into this and finish up this section on the Holy Spirit, the study that I started last week. And of course, last week we were talking about different areas in the Bible, um, such as Philip um, when he was teaching and preaching to some people, and then Peter when he was teaching and he was preaching to some people, and then Paul, all of these were in the book of Acts, You can go back to last week's and kind of refresh on all of that. But we realized that as we were reading through all of those different instances of people being filled with the Holy Spirit after having their hands, after having hands laid upon them, that there was a pattern. And I know a lot of people today don't feel like the Holy Spirit is important to have in your life. But in all reality, it's almost hard to have a good walk with God, a good walk with Christ, without having the Holy Spirit there. As when Jesus left this earth and he ascended into heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit back to us to be a comforter and to be a lead and a guide in our life. And we interact with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. The Bible tells us in Scripture that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us before God the Father for the needs that we have need of. So... The Holy Spirit is definitely a very huge part of our walk with God, and, and the Holy Spirit isn't all about speaking in tongues. There are gifts that come with the Holy Spirit that go way beyond all of that, and we'll be talking about some of that over the next few weeks as well as we continue this little mini-study on the Holy Spirit. So last week, as we were uh, leaving uh, from the last episode, we left off with some scripture, as I said before, that had a pattern to it. And in that pattern, the people in the New Testament, when they would get the Holy Spirit, there was always a certain way that that usually took place. First of all, the first step that they had to take in their life was they had to get saved. Secondly, they got water baptized. And last week we discussed how water baptism is a full immersion. It's not just a sprinkling or just, you know, putting your hand over someone's head and just speaking it over them. The actual baptism process we follow is the is the example that Jesus gave us in the New Testament when John the Baptist baptized him. And the way that that took place is Jesus was completely submerged or immersed in water. And so with that... The distinct meaning behind that is us taking our old man, that old sinful nature that we used to have if we were addicted to drugs or pornography or whatever it might have been that we used to, you know, act upon in our life and do on a daily basis. We put all of that below that water. And as we came back up, we came back up a brand new person in Christ and our life from that day forward. We walked it completely changed. And so in this pattern, we saw people, they got saved and they got water baptized. And then following that, they received or were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, You can read about all of that, those those different instances in Acts chapter 2 verse 38, 39, and 40, right in that area. You can also read about that in Acts chapter 8, verse 14 through 17, and then Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6 to kind of see that pattern and how that took place. So this week we're going to pick up there where we left off last week, and we're going to continue this study. It might be a little bit shorter this week because I got through most of the material last week, but I didn't want to go too much over time, so we may just have a shorter one this week. We're going to start in the Bible with 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. That scripture says, for there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. This is getting us into the teaching of the Trinity. There are three that bear witness in heaven. So what do these three bear witness to? Well, they bear witness to the supernatural that there is a God and the Word. Notice it refers to Jesus as the Word in 1 John 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Also, Revelation 19 says, his name was called the Word of God and the Spirit. So there are three that bear witness in heaven. Now, remember that we are talking about these three baptisms on earth as they occur in our lives. That's the salvation, the water, and the Spirit. So sometimes our salvation is referred to as blood. Why do you think that is? Well, the reason that our salvation is sometimes referred to as blood is because without the shedding of blood, as Hebrews says, there is no remission of sin. Jesus shed his blood. His blood washes away all of our sins. We are saved by the blood. So let's look at this next verse and see if we see these three baptisms once again. In First John chapter 5, verse 8, it says, and there are three that bear witness on earth the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. In this scripture, he's saying there are three that bear witness on earth the Spirit, the water, and the blood, Jesus or our salvation. Here is a synopsis of what these three baptisms do to us when we receive them. When we get saved, we become a new person. When we get baptized in water, The old person is cut off. When we get baptized in the spirit, we get the power to walk in the new. With those three processes taking place in our life, it's a complete work. Now, in order to go to heaven, we know that we have to be saved. As a Christian, we've got to accept Christ into our life and change our life and start a new path at that point. The thief on the cross said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus looked at that thief and said, today... You're going to be with me in paradise. He believed in Jesus and he got saved. But that thief did not get water baptized or spirit baptized, although he probably would have liked to, I'm sure. If he would have known what that was all about, he missed out on something huge in his life. And I highly doubt the soldiers would have probably let him do that. I don't think they would have sit there and let Jesus you know, witness to him and bring him through all of that process there on that cross. However, that thief got saved, so he went to heaven. So what that means is there are a lot of believers who get saved, but they don't get water or spirit baptized. Therefore, they have no power. There are actually many believers who walk the aisle as a child, but they never submitted their will to Christ. And they really didn't get saved. But later on in life, they get saved. And because they got water baptized, before they don't think they need to be water baptized now. So they miss out on this work because this has to happen after they acquire salvation. So as the Bible states, it's in this order. Salvation, water, and spirit. We know the Old Testament is an example for us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6 and 11, it says that everything in the Old Testament was written for our instruction as an example to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, and they all passed through the sea. This is speaking about Moses. He was their type of a deliverer. In other words, he was a kind of a type of Christ. In other words, Christ delivers us from bondage, Moses delivered the Israelites from bondage. Moses is not Christ, but he is a type or a symbol of Christ. We are to be water baptized and baptized in the Spirit. We all know that in the Bible there is a lot of symbolism. With that being said, the Spirit is also sometimes called oil. In other words, to be anointed with oil. And sometimes it was referred to as the cloud and the fire. Remember, the children of Israel were led by a cloud by day and a fire by night. That was the Holy Spirit. The Bible also refers to it as you will be baptized in the Spirit and fire. You need to be baptized into Jesus, in water, and in the Spirit. So watch the figurative language in the next scripture and see again if you see the three baptisms. In 1 Corinthians 10.2 it says, They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud, and in the sea. Notice it uses the word baptized. They were baptized into Moses, which was their type of Christ, in the cloud, which is the Spirit, and they were baptized in the sea, which is water. It uses the word baptized very specifically. In the tabernacle that was up at that, during that day of Moses and the Israelites when they were all out in the wilderness wandering around, there was only one door to get into that tabernacle, and that represented Jesus. When you come into the tabernacle, there were three things you had to do to get to that holy place. You first come to the altar where you shed a blood sacrifice for sins. So there you see salvation and blood again as the first step. You then reach the laver. Which is full of water. It's a water basin and you wash in the water. That's the water baptism. Then you reach the flask and the lamps with oil and you anoint with oil. That's baptism in the spirit. So people come in, they get saved and they, and, and you say that they need to be water baptized. Okay. I'll get water baptized, but then you, they say that you need to be baptized in the spirit. Then they say, Oh, I've heard some stuff about that. And I don't know if I want to do that or not. I'm not going to go on into the presence of God. Well, anyone knows what happens when you go into the Holy of Holies incorrectly or wrong. In the tabernacle, if you didn't do everything the way that God put it out there and the way that he planned it, you don't go under, into God's presence under your own rules. If those priests went in there incorrectly, they were struck dead. You go the way God says to go. So isn't that a coincidence? The three things you had to do to go into the presence of God, the blood, the water, and the oil. So that's going to wrap up this first section of the Holy Spirit study about the threefold witness, three baptisms that we need to experience. I hope that in your minds, if you've ever thought, well, I'm a Christian, I've asked God into my heart, but I really don't see why I need to have water baptism where I really don't need to see why I need to have baptism in the Holy Spirit, is it really biblical that I have all of that in my life? Well, I hope that through all of these scriptures that we've laid out and the different symbolisms that we've shown here that's in the Word, that you realize that it is important. We don't just walk through our life just saying that we're a Christian because we said the prayer and asked God into our heart and we stopped there. We need to accept everything that Jesus has asked us to do and that God has required us to do. And we know that the second step after being a Christian is to be baptized. Jesus made it very clear that that he wants us to be baptized in water, and then he gives us the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us through the different things in our life and the different things that we go through. We'll get into later on about the speaking in tongues, because that part really confuses a lot of people. Everybody thinks that, oh, you've got to have, you know, the gift of speaking in tongues and interpretation and all that kind of thing. Yes, that is a very important part of the Holy Spirit, but not everybody receives those gifts, there are other gifts besides those, and some people receive the other gifts and not so much necessarily as interpretation and that kind of thing. So we'll get into that biblically later on as we get into the study. But for these this last two weeks purposes, please keep in mind as you become a Christian or as you lead others to Christ, please impress upon them or press upon yourself the importance of that water baptism As soon as you're saved in Christ, that's one of the first steps you need to take is to be water baptized. And then make sure that once you've passed that point, you dig in deeper into the word, you get on your knees and you have your good prayer life. Draw closer to God, become that best friend with him where you can have that one on one conversation all the time. And he will fill you with the Holy Spirit. He wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. That's the only way that we can be properly led and guided each and every day through this life that he has given us. If you have any questions or comments, please leave those uh, like on, on my YouTube channel. You can send them to me through my website. There's a contact there and email address as well. I'd like to hear from you guys. And if you have any question on any of this, I'll do my best to give you some good answers, some good biblical answers for that. Hopefully I was able to explain that pretty good as we went through this last couple of weeks. Next week, we're going to dig deeper into the Holy Spirit and we're going to continue this Mini study that I've started on the Holy Spirit, and hopefully, you'll receive something from that and maybe see some things that you've not experienced yet that might spike your interest a little bit and cause you to want to dig deeper into the Word and get closer to God. That's what this is all about. I can tell you from experience, there's nothing like living your life for Christ and being led by the Holy Spirit. It's just an amazing thing. Well, guys, I'm out of here until next week. Please visit my website, connectingthegap.net, and you can check out all my resources there. Send me messages, emails, whatever it may be. If you have questions or would like to make comments, give some testimonies prayer requests, I love to hear it all. So please contact me. Please share this with others. Subscribe to my podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. Help spread the word of Jesus Christ to all the nation. I'm out of here until next week. You guys have a great blessed week, and I'll see you next week on Connecting the Gap.